I'm DJ. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to One Shot Stavern, a TTRPG podcast where we seek out new ways to tell your stories through different systems and games. Welcome to today's episode. I am super excited to let you guys know that both my Kickstarter, Battle School, a team-based TTRPG, and DJ's Kickstarter for Pink Security and more are both live. And it's been, what, 48 hours since we launched, uh, roughly? Yeah. And uh, DJ is fully funded for his first goal. I am just now getting close to that point. But for those of you that are listening that have already backed, thank you so much for making this possible. For those of you that are not aware of these projects, you could listen to our last series. We did uh, three episodes, one on self-publishing as a whole, one on Battle School, and one on Pink Security and more. So you can get some more info there. You can also get plenty of info on our individual Kickstarter pages. Um, We're doing this uh, as a part of ZineQuest which is a big uh, publishing effort for the month of February. So you will be able to back both of our projects during the month of February and uh, help help us uh, get both of our first published products into the world. Absolutely. Uh, We're super stoked about it. Also want to thank you guys so much for the support that you've given. Um, It's uh, awesome. You know, you set a goal and you're like, hey, uh, over these 30 days, I want to reach this amount. And then like seeing that happen or come close to happening, like within the first like day and a half is super cool. Cause it's like your little baby that you've been working on this entire time, uh, is being appreciated. And that's awesome. Having people excited about your stuff, uh, stretch goals. Uh, I know I've got, um, some in mind. Um, Andrew probably has some in mind as well for battle school. Um, so that's kind of our, our next leg of this journey over the next, uh, 20 something days. Uh, mine ends on March 1st. I don't know. I think I'm around the same spot, but yeah, around the same spot. Yeah. So perfect. My stretch first stretch goal is $4,000, uh, because, uh, while the art that is currently in the pink security and more book is beautiful, I want more of it. (laughs) And the artists that I have hired to do this are incredible. And I want to support them as much as I possibly can in order to, you know, give them the recognition they deserve. Um, Another one is I'm currently writing some mechanics uh, for junk races, which is a major part of the setting for pink security and more. Uh, There'll be more stuff later on. Uh, I'm sure we'll be updating you throughout the month uh, here on the podcast. Yeah, for me, um, the main stuff for stretch goals is, is, is pretty similar. I'm looking at hiring an editor. Uh, to make this read well and play as well as it can. Um, I'm also looking to hire out some additional artists. Um, Right now, it's just me bootstrapping it with my own work, and uh, my wife's going to be helping with some of the layout. But um, I'd like to focus on the part that I am most focused on, which is the actual mechanics in the game itself. So, um, yeah, if you are able to help us push us over those additional stretch goals, that makes those things possible. That makes these projects not only exist, but significantly better than just that absolute bare minimum. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for um, all that. Today, speaking of uh, smaller publishers, we are going to be jumping into a game with Even Footing Games. Jason ran a game for us recently of Babies and Broadswords. It was hilarious. My face hurt so much by the end of playing this game because of smiling and laughing and just having an absolute blast. So please enjoy our episode where we talk with Jason about it. You'll see some clips throughout, and uh, we hope you check out Babies and Broadswords. My name is Jason Cassidy. I'm the creative director for Even Footing Games. We are a 
multinational uh, and yet tiny, mighty uh, indie role-playing game company. Uh, our flagship game is Babies and Broadswords, um, which has three books out right now, with a fourth on the way this spring. I'm hoping if I can finish the damn thing. But we are you know, self-funded. Uh, our, our sales have all you know, gone through word of mouth. Uh, we'll throw books at everybody. And, and then really, this is just a game that we built from the ground up, a company that we built from the ground Um the majority of the core folks were, we were all working together on a game for a more well-known writer um, who had some big hits in the 90s um, that had some bangs to him uh, back in the day, uh, who, who's been trying to recapture his past glory for the past uh, 30 years. Um, and, and when they tell you don't meet your heroes, sometimes that's true. So we decided we were going to go work for ourselves. So... Um, Artists, writers, um, just gamers in general, we just kind of all decided we want to do a little conclave together and, and, and rule everything by um, uh, consensus. Um, and what we came up with was a game about eating boogers, smelling poop at people. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure Deej's, uh shared a bit about us, but like, that's so in line with with what we yes. are valuing and why we're doing this mm-hmm. podcast like the heartbeat of it is like you don't need to just play what you've always played um there are so many not better so many. games but yeah. games that are better for mm-hmm. things that you might actually want to be playing right. and so we are going on that journey having grown up in 3.5 and 5e mm-hmm. and Pathfinder and all that stuff and venturing out slowly, we kind of stepped into Cypher. And now we're kind of in the like, holy cow, there's so many options. And it's exciting and yeah. it's fun. So we're like, we're going to do a podcast on this. Make sure we're inviting people on this journey. Not to say, hey, we are experts on all of the random esoteric TTRPGs. It's to say we aren't. And this is a journey of discovery. Yeah. like, <laughs> And so you can become a better storyteller you can become a better game master by playing a diversity of games mm-hmm. and 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 going oh i kind of like that mechanic maybe i want to tweak that for something of my own maybe you want to you know make some homebrew or a full setting or you know a whole rule set and so uh right, yeah right. that's kind of where we're at on our journey i'm working on a whole rule set right right now myself and dj's working on a setting book for zine quest and uh both uh, Drew and Will are people that we've both played with over the years. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just want to bring along our friends to try out other fun games. Awesome. And we're excited to play. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, you, we're right there with you. We, um, stepping out of, of the D&D um, sphere, um, same, you know, the same thing. I grew up on 35. Yeah, that's, that's still my jam. You know, yeah. Play D&D. That's what I want to play. But, um. Uh, yeah, just finding the cipher system, finding the old fate system, you know, playing crawl of, or call of Cthulhu finally, you know, it's just like all, all of these little, not, well, not like call of Cthulhu is little, but all of yeah. these other companies, yeah. um, that are just, you know, on the, on the, the fringes. And then once you get to those fringes, then you start finding the, the kids in their basement yeah. who are writing games, yeah. you know, that are just, yeah. you can only find on PDFs from their website, you know, and then, yeah finding how 
people are taking all these mechanics and different ideas and, and throwing them all together. And it's, it's, we've been designing games forever because we've been home, you know, we've been homebrewing yeah. everything for so long. And, and those of us who have been gaming since high school or whatever, for, you know, however many decades ago that was, um, you know, we, we played some janky, janky games and you learned, you know, you learned to create by, by just having yeah. to make things work somehow. Anybody who's ever played a, a game of Shadowrun previous to 2016 knows exactly how, how broken the system can be, uh, but making it work is a labor of love. Yeah. So I think that's, that's right. really, that's really where we're coming from as well. We love games so much. We want, we want to take all of the cool things that we've come across and, and, uh, twist them and turn them and, and give them to people in a different way. Um, sure. What made you want to do a game about babies and poop? <laughs> well, I mean, there's no difference between the two, really. Um, no, it's actually, the, the the idea was, it was really just born out of a bullshit session that I was, I was, uh, I was on an actual play podcast and we were trying to figure out what to do for some Patreon episodes. And this was during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I was for, I had nothing to do. I was home with the kids who were also pretty much furloughed. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're all we're all at home and we're all driving each other nuts. You know, my uh, basically my wife said you need to stop just sitting around staring at the wall. Why don't you try to do something? <laughs> so, all right, but I got nothing to do. Um, so between that and 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 bullshitting with, with uh with the other actual play guys, trying to think of what we were going to do for our Patreon game, we were joking around like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we were our characters but babies? Like we did like a baby's version of. Yeah. Of, of our characters right now and so i kind of spun off on that idea i'm like what would that look like it and, um and then just having the kids right there just watching them they were i mean at the time they were five and seven somewhere around there uh so right in that prime we are big enough to cause damage but we are not big enough to feel sorry for the damage we are causing um <laughs> And we and you know we have cabin fever and, and our parents are are trying not to convince us that the world is ending, um, so just being stuck with them and watching the shenanigans they got up to the kids, having an unknown infinite amount of time by myself and just being so kind of, um, you know I'll, I'll, I'll get a little political but you know being in the middle of the Trump presidency and a pandemic and watching everything apart around us i i wanted something yeah. fun and yeah. whimsical like i missed being silly um and uh, so that's where the initial idea came from and it was something i had on the back burner for a while and then when when we were uh working on when i started working on um the game for uh vampire guy um they were taking things and they were going real super grim dark with it. I yeah. Like, we, I feel like we're living this right now. I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to play this. Please can yeah. Be yeah. Happy? Right. Yeah, exactly. Why, why can't we have fun when we're playing games anymore? Like, oh, it was serious. It's, a, it's not that serious. Um, it's like how nobody so, wanted to play the game pandemic for a couple exactly of years during the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Still though. Well, the funny thing is, um, I was running a bookstore right before the closures, right before everything closed down and we were selling a lot of copies of pandemic i think people were like buying them as joke gifts not thinking that uh that it would be two years <laughs> we were yeah, pretty regularly yep um but yeah i think it was just yeah. it was, we wanted to play something fun we wanted to have fun again yeah uh so when i brought the skeleton of what i thought was a pretty pretty finished game uh to the group of folks 
who we had all got together to, to make even footing uh, and said, hey, I've already got this thing that's pretty fleshed out. Why don't, why don't we make this our first game? We won't have to do much work. Um, and then the, the numbers nerds took a look at it. Uh, we're like, no, you need to do a lot of work on this. So, uh, so that was an education for me as well. It turns out, yeah, you know, I, I can write a story, but I can't do mechanics at all. So it's, it's, it's when I meet somebody who's doing both, like can, can write and, and mm. also can do the math, I'm fascinated by it. Like my brain <laughs> does not work that way. Yeah. Um, and that's, that was really like, Hey, it works a lot better in a collective when everyone can put their two cents in, but that was really what it was. It, it was just, we wanted that's to awesome. have fun and we wanted to do something that was our own. So you guys are actually uh, going to be, I'm going to be running you through a little section of our newest module, Bathfinder, uh, which we're trying to get out by March. That's the hope. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it takes place in the, the main location of, of the Babies and Brothers universe is Lady Chastity's home for unwanted children and other errors of judgment. Uh, where all of the kids are orphans. So there's a big terranian sewer world uh, underneath the, the orphanage. It's, it, it was our underdark, basically. So Bathfinders takes place predominantly in the underground. It's it's a pirate, uh, baby pirates in the sewer type. Um, so I'm going to run you through one of the islands. There's actually, um, the way we set, we're setting the book up is that each island, each section, you know, is a, is a two or three episode campaign, but I'm going to short it down. Uh, and then there's a, a map piece that you need on each island beating the bad guys. So that when you beat all the bad guys, yeah. you have the whole map and you finish the game. So one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we were doing is a game that beginners and folks who've been playing for a while could pick up easily. You could, this is really the back back pocket game. This is somebody zero gone prep. from your regular game. Yeah, exactly. Zero prep. Character creation is real. So the way we've done our stats is, is um, we're going on a three by three system basically your main stats we call them your big three are adventurousness precociousness and cuteness and in a sense this is adventurousness is your physical stuff precociousness is your mental cuteness is your charisma your attractiveness we basically took the the basic seven from D and just three so for each of the big three uh we have a number array of five three and two and you can pop those wherever you'd like. So if you put five adventurousness, you're going to be a, a more active kid. Each of our big three stats corresponds with what we call a misfortune. These are your hit points in a sense. Um, adventurousness goes with ouchies. Grumps goes with cuteness. Uh, and tummy aches goes with precociousness. So what you're going to do is roll a d6 and add whatever your big three stat is, and then it'll give you the max so the higher the number the more damage you can take um of that particular kind so and again the the, the damage type will fit along with the big three as well so if you take physical damage you're gonna cheese if somebody makes fun of you you'll probably take grumps if you lick something you should have licked you'll probably take time great if you ever hit your max on any of those you have to go on a timeout um normally in the game uh, and it's in the rules you player have to physically get out of your chair and go to another room for five minutes uh, <laughs> and then you can come back when the five minutes is up but whatever happens while you're gone you have no idea. you miss it that's you have awesome. no idea i love um, that so much that's so phenomenal does everything given that we, you you can roll you get to roll your max again so you actually you might have oh. more 
than you did to the first uh, in the first place, you might have less. And that, that was more for the parents who realize, you know, those of us who are parents, sometimes your kid will take a five minute nap and be great for the rest of the day. Sometimes yeah. it'll be knocked out for two hours and still be a pain in the ass for, there so you, go. you never can tell how, how the, the break is going to affect the kid. Okay. Um, but what normally happens though is when somebody goes on a break and they leave the table for five minutes, everybody else steals their stuff. That's just, it's just inevitable. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. So they come, that's they come back to, nothing. you walked, you didn't say seat check. Yeah, exactly. So your skills, each each of the big three has three skills that um, go under it. Muscly, nimble, and beefy. Uh, muscly is how strong. Beefy is how tough. Nimble is how quick. Um, for cuteness, you've got cool, adorable, and nosy. Cool is your ability to get out of trouble. Adorable is how cute you are. Usually used mostly for uh, charming adults. And nosy is how inquisitive your baby is. And then precociousness, you've got braining, which is your book smarts, uh, crafty, which is your street smarts, and then guile is uh, your ability to to talk your way out of trouble, to, to lie to people and tell if they're lying to you. Is that the number that's added to your D6? That's the number that gets added to your D6. So if, oh, I, okay. if I ask you to make a crafty roll, it's going to be that number plus whatever your D6 okay, roll cool. is. Cookies are, you, you eat cookies to both uh, shoot off some of your special abilities um, but they're also game currency. Okay. Um, so they are actually cookies. They are actually yeah. cookies, yes. You, you've, got, you've got a diaper full of cookies. My character's name is Billy Dewey. Billy Dewey? Billy, Billy Dewey. Dewey. Yeah. Um, mine's Therathena. Therathena? Therathena oh the Sorcerer. Therathena the Sorcerer. Oh, sweet Ooh, lord. Yeah. Super. I'm wildly articulate for my age. I'm going to be Reginald, and I don't have a lisp. Uh, Wedgie? No. Wedgie, get over here. Reginald. <laughs> nope. That's a great place. Too late. You're saying it wrong. Wedgie, calm down. Why Wedginode. are you talking like that? Wedginode. Been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> you, you're going to need to enunciate. All right. <laughs> you sound like a baby. And if in case it wasn't clear, I am playing a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Have some damn self-respect. <laughs> I throw tantrums Angelica. when people don't do... Yeah, I'm basically playing Angelica. Yeah, 100%. Yes. My character's name is Eddie Lancaster or Eddie Lancaster. <laughs> you have a last name? Wow, he went full... All my characters have last <laughs> names. And Billy Dewey is a... What class were you? Uh, plague bringer, plague bringo. Like it's that classic trope. You take your kid to like any kind of daycare, oh, yeah. or like oh anything. yeah, it's Dude, like boom, my, sick. Yeah, immediately. My, my six-year-old has been sick since the first day of school in August. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, never ending. It literally, she has not been like, healthy. <laughs> Widowy. <laughs> the little one gives it to the big one. Gives it to the big yeah. One. Usually, my family, what, yeah, the little one bring it home, give it to the big one. He'll give it to his mom, and then like I'll get the super mutated version by the time it comes around. Yeah, like yeah. the one that everyone else is shaking off. And then you it. have a man cold, and nobody understands yes. how much pain <laughs> you're exactly. understands. Exactly. So we well, opted a, to not do uh, races in the game because there's no need for it, um, and we we didn't want to. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, the, the whole reason, you know, it was very much a conscious choice that, that, that races and games were had too much connotation behind them. Um, so you can be whatever the hell you want. Um, and that's uh, that's also one of the fun things about playing with kids is, is you know, you'll always get the kids like, can I be Thor? Yeah, you're fine. You're Thor. You're like, can I be a, <laughs> can, can I be a, a you know a, a talking raccoon who drives a garbage truck? You absolutely can be a talking raccoon who drives a garbage truck. I will figure out how to do a garbage truck in the game. You're... Um, not a pro. So we, yeah, we made the rules simple enough that you know you can yeah. do that kind of crazy stuff yeah. and, and still make it. Work. That's it. That's that's character creation. So for combat, uh, we split combat into three steps there are three things you can do to combat you can do a big thing which is one of your special abilities or making an attack uh you can do a little thing which is using an item or you know passing something back and forth between players uh and you can do a moving thing which is moving uh and we've cut movement down to three ranges spitting range is uh our middle distance um so if you're you're not Touching, but you can spit on somebody for that. Uh, flailing range is close and personal. Uh, and then flinging range is our long distance. So you can decide how you want to move combat forward. Are you going to fight? Do you want to call them names? Uh, are you going to try to hug them into submission? Uh, the way that you decide to, to act in combat um, is going to depend on which of the big three you're, you're going to use. Um, so, for example, if you want to call them names and you're most likely you're going to use uh, precociousness, you know, or if you want to, to to try to pet the doggies into submission, then you'll probably use cuteness. <laughs> uh, some um, some enemies are going to be stronger against certain types of attacks. Some are going to be weaker. Uh, it's really just kind of figuring out, you know, trial and error uh, what the case is. Combat's real easy. When it is your turn to attack, you roll whatever your attack is. The opponent rolls whatever their defense is. If you roll higher, the difference is the damage that's done. If the defender rolls higher, then it's just a miss. Uh, and then we continue on from there. Okay. Pull up my notes. Uh, you gentlemen are the first non-company people to come across this. Um, so your listeners will, will have a foot up. Heck yeah. Great. So when our adventure begins, uh, the four of you have been, uh, sailing around in your, um, cardboard box wrapped in duct tape, uh, kept afloat by half empty plastic bags, uh, down the stinky brown river, which runs through the sewers underneath Lady Chastity's home for unwanted children. You've been tasked with capturing former pirate and current supervillain Dr. No-No from his not-so-secret volcano lair, uh, and you've managed to, to make your way to what you think is his volcanic island. You're pretty sure it's his volcanic island because there's a giant volcano on it, and that is usually... Indication. And if there's one thing that a supervillain is going to do, it's build a volcano on an island in a sewer. Hidden deep in the underground, away from the prying eyes of Sheriff Maritime Law, rises a forbiddingly conical mountain. What seems to be an inhospitably impenetrable island is actually the secret hideout of pirate-turned supervillain Dr. No-No. 
Dr. Nono has traded in his eyepatch and squeeze box for laser beams and Cold War politics. Ever since he left his crew, he's sworn vengeance on any babies still insisting on playing pirates. He's done with pirates. Pirates are lame. Pirates are right up there with zombies and CrossFit. You stepped onto his island, you were going to play his game, which is superheroes. You can join us over on Patreon for access to the full playthrough of our game of Babies and Broadswords with Jason. Next part here will just be our post game where we chat with Jason about our experience. I have a I have a nerdy question right off the bat. So what yep. and, and I know you said you got a lot of help on the number crunching stuff, but when it comes to the creative side, right, what what piece on the mechanics end are you most proud of? Whether it's super silly or just like feels clever or feels like it really has the ethos of the game. Like what about this system sure. like kind of sums it up for you the most in in that way? As far as the mechanics go, I think that I think the most fun thing um, that I enjoy the, the the thing that I enjoy and people that seem to enjoy most is is the uh, is the timeout aspect that is is physically kicking the players off the table yeah. when they when they hit those limits when they need a potty break or whatever the reason. I think it's just a, it's it's just a uh, it's a fun little bit of chaos um, that you know in these short hour long sessions we don't yeah. usually hit, but when, when you're playing for a night or so, you'll, you'll usually hit yeah. them a couple times. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun little bit of chaos. And I think I really, we had a lot of fun with just coming up with, uh, what kind of, of, of special abilities would a baby think is impressive, what a toddler think is impressive, you know, what, what, what would be a superpower for a five-year-old and how do we make that somewhat realistic and yet still have a, that, that sense of action of power. Um, the idea is, you know, when we were writing it, uh, very much like the Muppet Babies, you never really know if they're really throwing fireballs or if they're just yeah. pretending they're throwing, you know, so it, it's walking that line between what's the imagination and what's actually, you know, a, a real thing that's happening. So the, like the simplicity of the dice rolling feels very flexible and it feels easy to catch on to. I think the, um, the, uh, oh, what was it? I think the specifically like the class abilities really encapsulated mm -hmm. just a silly moment. So the minute you read it, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I got this. Like, you know exactly what you're going to do with it. Um, yeah. So I could see like, in, in even like coming up with my character concept, I got the pre-gen sheet. I was reading through it and I'm like, oh, I know this kid, right? Like I know exactly mm -hmm. yeah. who this kid is. Like they, they want things to go right. their way. I'm not a barbarian from the sense of like, I'm strong and stupid and I hit things. I'm actually a know-it-all that, you know, wants things to always go their way and they freak out when it's not the case. And it's like, that makes so much sense. Right. And it shifts my like role-playing expectations while still giving me something really familiar to hold on to more on a more mechanical side of things. Cool. Awesome, right on it. Yeah, what did you guys waiting. think of your classes? This plague bringer, right, of just like spitting mm -hmm. in people's faces um, and uh, just taking the belly, the yeah, the tummy ache pain and just converting it into something else uh, mm -hmm. because like I'm a super spreader. Nothing affects me. I, I'm basically Typhoid Mary. <laughs> yeah, the... The play carry might be a, a little OP, but uh, <laughs> like I said, he was a, he was like a special hidden character, so it was awesome. 
people to feel like they're they earned something but um yeah it was it was fun for us to, to kind of not just play on the tropes of of your your typical fantasy game characters mm-hmm. and crawl Cthulhu of your of your you know your horror uh tropes and stuff like that but to also make them kitty versions you know yeah. to, to to silly everything up a, a little more and, and then to more mature well and uh-huh. even in the mechanics that feel familiar it's like you've you've adequately changed the language around it that <laughs> even though like i realize oh i know what that is you know a right. proxy for it still reflavors it and and it doesn't feel the same anymore like it it's not just a reflavor but it tonally shifts even how you use it in a way yeah um so i think that's pretty sweet go ahead drew yeah uh i i loved the way the thorther played <laughs> um i like just looking at like the class abilities like i was like okay cool like how am i going to you know plan this out to use these and like um especially like the the last one of like that's not what my book says <laughs> like um like that that was uh like when we were in that moment it was just like okay this is the perfect time to to use this when he's talking right. about you know like superheroes are cool i'm like ha huh, no <laughs> my book says <laughs> otherwise <laughs> i'm like so um yeah. yeah i really liked that uh a lot um and just the yeah the whimsical like nature of this game was was a lot of fun like like andrew said like i was dying laughing like the whole time so half, half yeah. the time i had to yeah, mute was... <laughs> as aspirational publishers and self-publishers in the future here sure. um what would be your advice to people getting into self-publishing not just for you know myself and DJ who have stuff coming up here, but um, anybody mm-hmm. who hasn't taken that leap. Um, get a friend who's taken some business courses or take them yourself first of all. I've done um, Especially with a group of creatives. Um, we had no idea what we were doing. Mm-hmm. When we first started, we had no idea how to, how to, how to start things, how to do whatever they get. Um, don't be afraid uh, to, I guess, sell out to some extent. You're going to need to probably get into bed with Amazon to some extent. You're mm-hmm. going to need to get, um, you know, with, with with some companies that that uh, that on our in our progressive liberal hearts we don't want to do with, but yeah. um, they're the ones who run the game. Right. So you know, so a lot of our distribution came through Amazon, um, Ingram. Uh, does our our in store distribution? Um, really, the the thing that we learned that we weren't expecting uh, more than anything was how much we were going to have to bust our butts doing social media, doing our own advertising. We live and die by engagement. Um, you know, if, uh, if Aaron, who is our, our business director, um. You know, if if her kid is sick and she can't post anything for a couple of days, you know that might be our sales for them. You know, mm. um, and just accept the fact that um, you're not going to make any money for a long time, if ever. I mean, we we've, we've been book is just a little first book's a little shy of two and a half years, and I think we're just starting to turn a profit slowly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and not even to the point where I can pay anybody yet, but we love what we're doing and everyone who is, has come to help us out has very much understood that this is a someday maybe promise, uh, yeah. that, that I will in one day give you money. Um, we have held off on doing a Kickstarter, uh, because we wanted to build our base enough that we knew people right. were going to, mm-hmm. to back us. Um, so our, you know, the plan is, is mm, summer, winter, maybe we'll do like a, we'll try to do a Kickstarter for baby's hardback compendium of all the, the smaller modules and everything. But, um, you're going to need to take the time to, to get an audience, to get, to get the groundwork down. You need that word of mouth and you need, yeah, you really just need to get people invested in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, if you're paying for it all out of pocket, it's got, it's gonna, it's gonna be costly and some of that money you're never going to see. Right. Again. Yeah. Uh, but that's what you got to do, you know? So it's, it's hard, but if you're making stuff with people that you like and you're proud of what you're making, it's worth the money. It's worth, yeah. Right. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, when you guys do launch your Kickstarter or start planning your Kickstarter, let us know. Um, Absolutely. We would love to uh, return to uh, (laughs) wreak more havoc uh, as some babies (laughs) even um, uh, for that. And, uh, you know, just so people know, because one of the big things about this is like we want to learn new systems, but also like Mm -hmm. we want to like make sure that other people hear about new systems yep so. and i appreciate that yeah, yeah and we i have, mean we, we love to so many great people yeah just i'm sorry just reaching out like doing interviews and stuff like this i'm sorry yeah i didn't mean to step on it's no it's, it's um, the wi-fi sometimes overlapping go ahead yeah yeah i was just saying we've met so many great people like you guys just doing stuff like this you know reaching out to just random podcasts or having them reach out to us and, and twitch streams and stuff like that um and it's really there is a network little indie creators who are who are busting their butts to make stuff and, and it's good to have connections to people like you know who've maybe gone through stuff before or mm-hmm. picked up some hints and, and tips and tricks uh like that so um yeah the, the the more you can not just get you know word of mouth as far as advertising goes but just share what you're doing with other people you know build build that community um or find that community it's it's there and and Everyone who's at this level, we're all, we all understand the struggle, you know? Uh, no one's fighting anybody up here. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not worried about Monty Cook and, and Wizards of the Coast. We're never going to be that big. We just want to take care of each other. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll include, like, uh, links to pick up uh, Babies and Broadswords and your other products and stuff like that in mm-hmm. the description because we definitely want to push the love your way on that, and uh, we appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad... Uh, Got a chance to, to run a game for you guys. You were a little hell of a lot of fun. And I'm glad you ran out. Yep. You're hitting yeah. the right demographic over here with this dad. So it's uh good. Fame. That's that's what I was shooting for. You know, I see I see a lot of a lot of people kind of like, you know, as middle aged, you know, the, the the typical what you would think of when you thought of yeah. role player games. Um you know, very much scoffing, yeah, I know it's not for me. Maybe it's not, but I think you'd be surprised, right? You know at what we've got. Yeah, yeah, if you give it a one hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So yeah, having a six-year-old myself, uh, <laughs> like you know, I can't wait to go buy the books and try it out with her yeah. and see yeah. Yeah. like what we can do with it. So yeah. the games that I've played with my kids have been some of my favorites, but by far, the games that I've played with their parents are 
that's where the chaos really like shines. It's like it's the it's great because I'm I'm getting a look into like Drew's relationship with his daughter. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that's okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's good therapy. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For real. Well, this is probably the fourth uh, outfit change for those of you watching on YouTube, but just wanted to say I've spent basically the whole day editing this episode. I am really proud of the game that we played. And uh, the biggest thing that I want to say ending this episode here is if you got to this point, you really got to check out the whole actual play. It really tells the story of babies and broadswords in a way that, you know, I, I genuinely struggled on the edit today to communicate. I want to, I want to share this hilarious, amazing experience that we had. And, uh, it was definitely a, a show don't tell kind of situation. It was absolutely a incredible and fun time. One of those things where it's like, you're hurting because you're laughing and smiling so much. So thank you so much, Jason, for running this for us. Uh, check out the Patreon there. You can watch the entire gameplay. It is an absolute riot. I highly suggest it. You can check out our Kickstarters too. Andrew and I are both raising money for our zines, me for Pink Security and more, and him for Battle School. We would absolutely love your support on that. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We are available on YouTube and just about anywhere podcasts are found. So if you want to watch us in video format uh, and you're not right now, check it out on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe. There's going to be more stuff coming there. Check out our Twitch. There's also going to be more stuff coming there. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our community, listening, watching, and uh, make sure you like and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next episode.